Hello, everyone. This is your host, Lady Risper. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Secure the Single. I'm delighted to be with you on today's episode to uh, share and welcome you to the conversation that is near and dear to my heart. What are we going to be talking about today? We are going to be talking about trauma and specifically how trauma uh, shows up in dating and how this affects our lives. So welcome to the conversation. Um, if you've been listening and, you know, hanging out with us for a while, thank you so much. Thank you for always um, tuning in and joining our conversations. It is a joy to always be able to be present with y'all and would love to hear from you. Um, be sure to um, leave us a rating, review us, um, leave us a five-star review. And um, it really is our joy and delight, Lady Jeanette and myself, to be able to um, share with you or to really just share our lives with you and what we're learning really doing life together. So we'll jump right in. So I was starting to contemplate um, actually what, what was going on in my, in my mind were a couple of ways that I wanted to go today. One of them, I started to think about how um, the dating scene is very interesting these days. I started to notice a lot about how um, trauma was showing up because I felt like when we're dating and we're older, like um, if you're anywhere above 35, 37 and above, you're dating in our 40s or 50s or 60s or 70s or 80s, right? And so I felt like um, it's very different than when we were dating and we were 18 and 20 and 25, right? like um as as virtue of having gone through more life experiences right we've gone through more trauma more injuries right and so how how does this work when we show up in a relationship with somebody and we're meeting this person and we start to get to know them and we're excited and then out of the blue everything seems to fall apart so um i want to talk about trauma and how this potentially affects our dating relationships. And to even begin a conversation on trauma, I wanna um, perhaps start way back in the beginning and talking about um, attachment and attachment styles and how we attach to, um, how we develop, um, how do I say, attachments to our caregivers, right? And the, I believe there are like four attachment styles. One is a secure attachment. This is that kid, that little little guy or little girl who is absolutely certain beyond the shadow of a doubt that if she cries, her mama is gonna be right there and is gonna provide for her emotionally, physically, you know, and always. And because of the secure attachment that she has with her caregiver, she knows beyond the shadow of a doubt that she's going to be provided for. And that gives her that sense of security and safety that I can trust the world is a safe place for me and I can trust myself in the world. And I can also trust that the person who's my attachment person is there for me. So that gives one a very, very secure bond, right? And this shows up in our relationships and in everything we do in life, right? And then the other, um, the other attachment styles, there is the anxious, anxious attachment style that I, I'm like, that's just raising my hand in the air because that's um, 
you know, that's what I, that's what the spa style is that, there's that anxious attachment. And this is where it's kind of like, I'm not really sure if someone's going to be there for me. I'm not really sure, you know, that the world is a safe space. I'm not really sure that I'm safe in the world. Right. And so there's that. And then there is um, an avoidant. This is also, again, also where I, I, I just don't know if I, sh I think I should just go away, you know, and then um, there's a disorganized, which um, we won't talk about today, but typically there is the secure one, the anxious one and the avoidant. So how do this show up in a relationship? And so um, typically in a relationship, what shows up, which what happens is that um, the anxious, uh, the anxious, pattern, anxious attachment style is often what as an EFT practitioner, emotionally focused therapist practitioner, um, shows up in what we call pursuer energy. So the anxious style is the person, is that style that says, oh my God, I am not, since I'm not really sure if you're here for me, I need to know that you're here. We start to say, oh my God, I don't feel you. I feel this, this disconnection between us. Oh my goodness. Um, where are you? You just disappeared. And I just, the attached to that, that style wants to feel like, oh my God, this person is right here, right now, close to me, right? They're not going anywhere. I need to feel them all the time, right? But I can be confident and know that my person is here. On the other hand, the avoidant person, they tend to withdraw. And so we call them the withdrawer in EFT language. And as a withdrawer, this is the person who has learned that it is safer for me to go away than to show my emotions and to be present in that way. It is safer for me to go away because it's too risky for me to, you know, I don't, I can't, I don't really know how to process my emotions in a world where I, I have to talk to somebody. I just need to go and be by myself and then I can just do that, right? And so what happens then is that the pursuer and the avoider, the, the pursuer and the withdrawer, this, this uh, we get into this ways of self-protection, right? Where when the, the pursuer goes away, the withdrawer, you know, the pursuer goes away, just wants to, you know, be by myself and just do this by myself. The other partner feels really, really disconnected. And anyway, we get into cycles and the cycles then create a lot of disconnection, discord, fighting, what in EFT we call cycles. So anyway, in the world of, um, so this is just effects of trauma, right? Because how did we learn to be avoidant? How did we learn to be anxious? Was because typically the way we grew up, typically there's trauma in our lives. Typically there is all the things, right? And so the question at hand, which I was asking myself, which I believe I got some answers to, or I got to experience and, and I don't know, sometimes you just have to experience it in order to learn it sometimes. But um, it's the, so if I'm in a dating relationship, how is trauma showing up? And how am I able to discern? Is this, um, is this, is this trauma that is working where I feel really, really triggered? Or is this um, a red flag, which means that I need to, um, you know, leave this relationship? So that's the question at hand, which I believe I've been trying to find an answer to. And I know a lot of others have been trying to find answers to, right? And so um, 
so what happens so just some 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 recommendations for some things that we can um do in order to one not self-sabotage by way of you know um killing something that was actually a good thing or ignoring something that's actually dangerous right and so we um as a trauma as a trauma survivor want to learn how to establish um safety one within yourself and i want to give all the credit to dr glenna johnson for just even clarifying a lot of this this evening she's amazing and so um so one of it was um just establishing safety, establishing safety within yourself. And so how do I do this? Um, one, I am, I would say I'm like 100% emotions in my world. And so I need to, you know, figure out within myself, okay, what am I feeling right now? And um, name my emotions and be within myself or be able to, I'm a verbal person. So I need to talk through things to kind of, figure out what I'm feeling and so um talk through the things and figure out what am I feeling right now in this feeling that I'm experiencing right now am I experiencing this feeling because it's a trauma response or am I experiencing this feeling because it's a red flag or it's a cue that my body's like telling me hey you're in danger run 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 get out of here right and so um so I would say um, a cue to tell me whether this is a trauma response or this is something that my heart is telling me that I need to be cautious about is the question, just asking the question, what does this remind me of? This feeling that I'm having, I'm dating this person and it's been, you know, they, they say they were gonna call me at seven and they haven't called me back yet and it's eight o'clock so and i'm getting really anxious and i'm getting really bothered by this is this because that i um is this what does that remind me of you know is this a trauma response is it taking me back to when and you know a person i was you know someone who was a provider or something had happened to me whenever it happened that made me feel that sense of abandonment, that sense of um, no one's there for me, they're gonna leave me high and dry, what is that, you know? And so um, I wanna say that um, just being aware of, of that emotion that I'm experiencing, that you're experiencing, that we're experiencing, and then kind of analyzing it. And then, um, so that's, that, was, that was really helpful just to be able to just sit in your emotion and figure out is this is is this a trauma response or is this um what is this emotion that i'm feeling name it and then um reassure yourself reassure myself just kind of self-soothe myself and be like okay girl you're okay the world's your world you're still safe um you know you are not in a space where you need to flee fight or freeze up you can um just just chill just know you're not under attack it's okay you're gonna be all right so self-soothe right and then the next thing is that um the next thing is uh just if you if you see a red flag or something that that happens that starts to tell you it's a red flag uh, the recommendation is don't run just ask just ask hey we're supposed to get together at uh you know you said you're gonna call me at seven but then 
I didn't get a call until like nine o'clock. What happened? Are you okay? What's going on? Blah, 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 blah. Right. So um, just ask. And then, um, you know, just note, note, note the patterns of behavior that you're observing with the person that you're dating. And then um, the other thing that was really fascinating was, um, you know, how the Bible says in First Corinthians 13 that love does not keep a record of wrongs. This <laughs> phrase was, um, it doesn't say that we should not keep a record of rights. And as a person who was wanting to establish safety within oneself, is um, keep a record of rights of this person that you're dating. And so it's kind of like, okay, what are these things that I'm going to, you know, note down? Okay, this person is pretty consistent in calling me every day. This person, I told them that I absolutely love chocolate and now they bring me chocolate every time we get together. You know, this person um, pays attention to dates that are important to me. This person, you know, is pretty consistent. This person makes me happy. I have this awesome energy when I'm with this person. I like the version of myself when I'm with this person. So just keeping a record of rights so that when the floodgates of emotions come and they will come, right? Because we are human after all, that I can go back to the record of rights that I have understood that this person, when I was sane and not emotional and not crazy, um, did, did all of this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 things, which I can go back in my logical brain and be like, hey, okay, clearly I am having a traumatic response at this point in time. They're not crazy. Let me just, um, you know, work through this and I can do whatever the, ne the need be that, that I need to do. And so, um, so, you know, we, I thought this was pretty brilliant because not only do we love with our hearts, with our emotions, um, establishing this part, this wisdom, or we also love with our logic. I think God says to us, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, right? And so I believe, you know, we are the same, even in our relationships, we're loving others with our hearts, with our emotions, and with our minds, right? So the, the that logic part of, okay, so this human that I am interacting with in a, in a dating relationship, in a friendship, whatever that state, the, the state of your relationship is, you know, what would, um, am I, what am I experiencing, you know, when not just the heart, the emotions, but also on the logic side. And then um, we are able to identify what's a sincere interest versus love bombing. So I think that was just pretty interesting. So what is love bombing, which is kind of, Good to clarify. So love bombing is the thing that happens where we, I think Dr. Cloud Townsend used to call it like too much, too fast, too soon. And so what is this? This is where there is no, where the, um, the amount of, um, how shall I say, the amount of effort that's put forth is too much for where the relationship is so that there is not enough relationship equity for that action. So it's, for example, like I meet you and I just, I'm like, oh my God, I'm in love with you, girl. Oh my God. I mean, just like love at first sight kind of thing. Not to dismiss that, you know, hey, everyone's story is different, but just in this state where we're just especially narrowing it down to those who are trauma survivors and are wanting to do relationships right, knowing how much complicated it is to try and navigate um, 
just having healthy relationship when has when one has experienced trauma in their lives and so just saying that um just trying to highlight that hey this happens and you just want to be wise like you're saying love with your heart with your emotions and also with your mind love with your logic and so this love bombing idea is that um you know, someone comes and they just like, oh, I love you all the way to the moon and back. And I love you and I love you. And you're the, the, the butter on my bread. You're the, sugar in, you're the sugar in my tea and all the things, right? And then, um, and then when we have all that oxytocin high that comes when we feel really close to someone and we feel like, oh my God, we just fell head over heels in love with them. And then, um, yeah and then that and then when that fades away pretty quick it's like a sugar rush right it it's it goes away really fast so what happens then you're left like high and dry or you know i just feel like that's just not a healthy way of dating or relating with somebody but anyway so just trying to have those kinds of just guidelines for us as we're trying to navigate living a whole and healthy life especially after one has experienced trauma in their lives and so um just um, some suggestions that we had this evening from one Dr. Glenna Anderson that were absolutely wonderful. So I guess for me, the key things, just to recap, I would say is to one, understand your attachment style, right? Understand what is my attachment style? What happens to me? What is this thing that happens to me when I feel unsafe when I feel this flood of emotions for, you know, some of us is some of us is that anxious pursuer energy or it's that avoidant withdrawer energy, right? The withdrawer energy that causes the withdrawer to um to 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 go within, to go away. And we pursuers have a we tend to pursue our withdrawers, right? Because we're pursuing for an emotional connection. And oh my God, where is he? Where did he go? Right? Where did she go? And so um just understanding that um, you know, the pursuer and withdrawer energy and how what is your style of what's your attachment style and how does that affect your dating relationship? And then as a trauma survivor, trying to establish safety within yourself emotionally and physically and knowing that hey, I'm in a safe space so that I am able to receive love from a healthy human. And I am not um, also going ahead and sabotaging a healthy relationship, a relationship which was good because of all my, all the trauma that I, that one has experienced in the past. So ways to do this: one, we talked about um, creating that record of rights. So these are the all the right things that this person that you're dating has done, so that when the floods of emotions come, that hey, you're able to go back and you know, within yourself, with your therapist, with your safe person, be able to go through that and, you know, either affirm or verify that, hey, this truly is a healthy individual that I'm interacting with, or this is a safe person. And then the next thing is, um, you know, note the patterns of behavior, right? What facts, this will help you give you the facts that, hey, I'm, I'm confirming that I'm in a healthy situation, know your emotions, name your emotions understand if this is an emotion that is a trauma response or is this an emotion that is for real real like um a red flag that means i inquire or 
a really um, a stop sign that says don't know if there's any abuse, any anything that is in that um, for that magnitude, we definitely want to just stop and just leave that relationship. So my friends, so hopefully um, you have found something that was helpful for you. And in the midst of all those of all that being able to um, something that's also kind of challenging for trauma individuals is boundaries. And this is, um, you know, am I what um how do i establish healthy boundaries in the context of dating and this was really good so boundaries are the conditions in which one can stay in your life and so it's like hey so we just want to provide someone's i had someone say that hey I'm, I'm giving you this boundary because i want you to stay in my life and i want you to stay in my life but i need this is this are, this is what i need from you you know it's so that you can play in my my in my house or so to speak right in my world so um just just some ideas for us to consider to um kind of just join in this conversation of uh, trying to navigate dating in a very um in a world that we have a lot of trauma there's a lot of hurt there's a lot of wounding, there's a lot of injury that is happening, that is happening in our world, that has happened in our lives, by virtue of being human and where we are in our lives today. So um hopefully you heard something that was helpful for you, that um perhaps resonated for you or for a friend. If it did, I would love for you to go ahead and um message us. You can find us at securelysingle.com or you can be sure to leave us a five-star review. We will definitely appreciate that or um, you're more than welcome to also share with a friend so that we can um, be part of this conversation of um, doing relationships, being healthy together as we grow in health personally for ourselves and for our, our yeah, for ourselves and for our missions and purposes that we have for that God has for our lives. So many blessings and we'll see you all soon on another episode of Securely Single.